Welcome to Beyond Sports, the podcast that provides you with actionable and relevant information based off of current scientific research in the categories of eat, move, and meditate. Our podcast is made for students, and our goal is to give you the tools and knowledge necessary to live an active, healthy life alongside your coursework. We thank you so much for being here and enjoy the podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Beyond Sports Podcast. Happy Wednesday. My name is Bailey, and today we're going to talk about my favorite topic, nutrition myths. Uh, So there's a lot I want to cover here, and just for sake of time, there's a lot that I won't be able to touch on today. So I'm going to jump right in and start out with cholesterol. Now, cholesterol is uh, widely demonized in, um, in our current, you know, uh, society. So, uh, we're told that, you know, cholesterol is bad. Cholesterol leads to heart disease, blah, blah, blah. That's not entirely true. Um, so there was uh, a research study that was done back in 2018 that I think summarized, uh, the majority of the evidence, uh, pretty eloquently. And they stated that cholesterol was, um, wrongfully vilified because, you know, it, it, they, the researchers back then knew that cholesterol played a role in heart disease. Like it was involved somewhere, but they didn't really grasp the concept of, of the mechanism by which cholesterol actually can contribute to heart disease. So what these researchers um, found is that, you know, after reviewing the majority of the literature, it's not so much that cholesterol is bad. It's when cholesterol undergoes a process called oxidation then it contributes to atherosclerosis. Um, so oxidation of cholesterol can happen through a, a variety of, of mechanisms. Um, so uh, like inflammation from like poor dietary um, habits, like uh, chronic consumption of ultra processed foods can lead to those you know massive spikes in blood glucose that I've talked about um, and other things like that. The other thing, dietary cholesterol, so eating cholesterol doesn't necessarily raise your blood levels of cholesterol. Uh, so they did one study on eggs, and they found that egg intake, which is you know a commonly known food that is high in cholesterol, they found that egg intake didn't necessarily raise blood cholesterol levels. So it just goes to show that eating cholesterol doesn't necessarily mean that's going to raise your blood cholesterol, and raising your blood cholesterol doesn't necessarily mean you're at a greater risk for heart disease. So those cholesterol molecules need to undergo that process of oxidation before they go, before they become nasty. Um, so that's cholesterol. Uh, moving on to salt. Salt is another thing that is widely vilified because it raises blood pressure and and is thought to contribute to cardiovascular disease. Um, however, more research on, on salt shows that the recommendations for population-wide sodium restriction those rely only on blood pressure. Like those recommendations are, are made solely on the fact that salt increases blood pressure. But when we look at other variables like heart rate, cholesterol levels, triglycerides, other hormones, the net effect of restricting sodium overall actually might be harmful. Um, it's important to remember that sodium is, is a vital nutrient. It's We need it. Um, and studies show that really low intake of salt actually correlates with a higher risk of cardiovascular events and premature death. Um, There's no definitive proof out there that sodium restriction reduces cardiovascular events or death. Um, So I think uh, we're jumping the gun a little bit in saying that we need to reduce our salt intake. Um, Another thing, high mineral salt can actually decrease uh, blood pressure as compared to your standard uh, table salt, because the minerals that are found in like a high mineral salt, uh, like magnesium and potassium, actually have anti-hypertensive effects. Uh, So choosing a high mineral salt can actually be beneficial. All right, next I'll move on to 
post-workout protein timing. So this is a fun one. Uh, it's commonly believed that if you don't consume protein within 30 minutes after your workout, uh, you're not going to get uh, benefits from it or you're not going to see, you know, muscle growth. Uh, and and that's just simply not true. Um, there was a meta-analysis, which if you're unfamiliar with the term, that is a study of studies. So they took multiple randomized controlled trials, which is the gold standard study design, and comprised all of the results from all of those studies into one meta-analysis. And they found in that meta-analysis that protein timing, so having your protein closer to the workout, uh, yields no significant differences in muscle strength or muscle hypertrophy. So consuming protein right after the workout versus like two hours later, there's not going to be a, a huge difference in, you know, the strength gain or the or the the muscle growth that you'll see from that. Um, the most important factor to consider is just total protein intake overall, okay? So that was the biggest predictor of, of muscle hypertrophy in this meta-analysis was total protein intake. So as long as you're eating enough protein overall, when you have it doesn't necessarily matter. Okay, and the last one I'll talk about for today is meal frequency. So it's it's really common to hear that if you want to speed up your metabolism, uh, you want to have six small meals throughout the day as opposed to like two or three big meals. Um, and the idea is that eating more is going to cause a greater um, boost in your metabolism, greater thermic effect of food. Um, but let's take a look at the research. Uh, so we see uh, in studies that compared eating six meals per day versus two isocaloric meals per day, isocaloric meaning it's the same total calories overall, uh, just one condition is dispersed throughout six meals and the other is dispersed throughout two meals. Um, they saw no differences in energy expenditure or in energy intake. So their metabolism didn't increase. They were not burning more calories. And the amount of food they ate also didn't change much. Um, so there you go. Another myth busted. Eating small meals doesn't really impact your metabolism. So just eat the amount of meals that you want to eat is essentially the, the conclusion there. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to wrap it up here. I hope you enjoyed these nutrition myths. Um, again, there's a lot more I didn't get to touch on uh, just for sake of time. So uh, hopefully in a future episode, I will be able to continue this, this train of nutrition myths. Uh, if you didn't already check out Naomi's episode that came out on Monday, check that out. It is all about mind wandering and what we can do about it. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening to the Beyond Sports Podcast. We really appreciate you and have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at beyondsports underscore atleto for news and updates. We have new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. Have an amazing week.